Welcome to Everything That Glitters with Glitzy. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Everything That Glitters with Glitzy. So, <clears throat> I only did um, two episodes this week. Um, you know, I'm a, as I've, you know, recorded before, I am a big proponent of work-life balance. Um, and honestly, I just lately haven't just been feeling it, you know, a lot of things going on. Um, and it is okay not to be okay, you know, and, um, one of the things that I definitely love and I appreciate is that I have a husband who, if I'm like, yeah, I'm not feeling it. He's like, okay, you know, lay down, rest, look at TV, you know, do, do what you feel like you need to do um I don't feel overwhelmed and compelled to do things but I definitely in this month um you know this is black history month um and let me just start with saying that I'm a proponent of you can't even talk about American history without talking about African-American history and talking about the contributions of African-American um, women and men and the sacrifices that have been made, um, just the gains that have been made over time, but yet we still have so much more um, to do. Um, even in 2022, um, it's been interesting, definitely been interesting. So um, I want to start by um, just talking about some little rare known black history facts that people may not know. Um, and you know what? Like I said, and just keeping with this month, I am definitely going to gear all of these um, things on around African-American or black history. That's because you know what? We are awesome people. You know, and I had a friend, you know, share with me uh, this week. He was like, um, man, you know, people of all races, they love our music. I said, yeah, they love our music, but they don't like us. And, and, and it's a struggle, you know, to understand that, you know, we, we are a culture, you know, of, of our own. And so people, again, they love the culture. They love to wear our culture. They love to embrace our culture. They love the way that you know, that they hear our, our speak and everything else. But, um, man, so the first thing I'm going to talk about this month, um, all women, you know, from an early age, we have to go to the doctor. We got to go get our annuals. Uh, fellas, you may not know, um, cause it's not something that you necessarily are involved in, but you may of course have heard and everything else. No woman loves to go get her annual checkups. But, um, one of the things that I've you know, been reading about lately is the, um, was called the father of modern gynecology. His name was James Marion Sims. Now there's been a lot of recent, uh, recent stories about this man and whether or not he should be the father of anything, um, or whether he should be uh, sadistic because even in the name of, you know, medicine and, and, progress and moving forward there's just some things you know we shouldn't <sighs> that we shouldn't highlight that we shouldn't you know talk about and um this may be one 
So this man, um, again, like I said, he's known as the modern father of gynecology. But interesting that his procedures that he's known for, he actually did them uh, by performing them on uh, women that he owned as slaves. Now, of course, he owned them as slaves and experimented with them because no one in their right mind would volunteer um, for these procedures to be done on them without anesthesia, you know, not knowing the long-term effects of these things. And so you do them. He basically uh, did it through human experimentation. And, of course, you know, as black people, we have, you know, even now people have this unhealthy fear of medicine. And we talk about, you know, COVID and the vaccine and people wonder, well, why, why do, why do we have that fear? It's not, it doesn't come from anywhere. Like we, it's a reason why African-Americans have a fear of medicine along with other things. You know, people think, oh, people go to the doctor. No, 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 no. It's not that easy, you know, but, um, Gynecology, you know, may be one of those overlooked things, but this man, you know, decided that he was going to use enslaved women to practice, you know, basically sticking um, the spectrum up them and all those type of things. And um, it says that his most significant work was the development of, the, of a surgical technique for the repair of the fistula a severe complication of obstructed childbirth. Anybody who's been through childbirth understands that there's not always an easy vaginal delivery where, you know, you push a couple of times and the baby comes out. No, sometimes, you know, there are different, you know, instruments that have to be used to be able to pry the baby out. Um, but this man is credited with, I mean, if you guys read up on him, James Marion Sims, born January 25th, 1813, and died November 13, 1883. Um, this man is credited with a lot of, um, again, modern gynecology techniques, gynecological techniques. But, you know, upon reading and upon a lot of investigation and research that's been done on this man, I mean, barbaric is... Oh my God, it's crazy. Um, now, he supposedly built a hospital for the slaves he bought or rented and kept on his property, right? Okay. So, <clears throat> that in itself lets you know that it wasn't all that when he did these things, they not all died from them. But again, it says right here, when the slave woman was brought to him with an injured pelvis from a fall from a horse, he placed her in a knee chest position and inserted his finger into her vagina. This allowed Sims to see the vagina clearly and inspired him to investigate fistula treatment. Soon after, he developed a cursor to the modern speculum. So everybody knows the speculum, the metal, or sometimes it's clear object that's used for women when they're getting their annual. Even after that, I mean, it's used for a lot of different reasons. And, you know, um, physicians are able to see inside the vaginal canal. But, man, like, doing these things without people's permission, like, I don't understand how, you know, any of this after reading um, how this man is, again, put up on this pedestal um of being such a remarkable individual but again i don't know everything about medicine and and it just you know he did all of this basically tormenting african-american women but then we look at how 
what he used and created basically was able to treat, I mean, millions, trillions, zillions of women. Um, but, you know, that's that's just one of the things he's done. All right. So they said, having treated royalty after this return to the United States, because at this time, this man who's going all over and treating people, Sims raised his charges, um, charges in his private practice, which actually is a national monument in montgomery yep montgomery alabama it's like a landmark um so he just you know he came back and he was now people can barely afford to see him and get that treatment that he was so famous for um so he moved his museum uh his museum he moved his practice <laughs> he says 1853 he moved it to new york um, because of his health and was determined to focus on diseases of women. He also had a um office there on Madison Avenue. Um in eighteen fifty five he founded a women's hospital. It's the first hospital for women in the United States. So I mean it, he was barbaric but then at the same time he did attempt to try to um put his I mean maybe somewhere in what he's doing he thought he was doing the right thing. I don't know. But um, you know, again, you, you have to yourself be, um, look at everything that he did and determine it for yourself. But again, this is history. Like, was this the type, did they, when people learn about this man, when they in medical school, did they teach them all of this? Like who he actually did his, um, experiments on? So he effectively limited it to wealthy women, although he'd always had a long role of charity patients. You guys know people that can't pay. He became known for the battery surgery, which contributed to his honorable reputation. This involved the removal of both ovaries. It became a popular treatment to relieve insanity, epilepsy, hysteria, and other disorders of the nerves. Okay, which is what they would call mental illnesses at that time. And these were believed to have caused by disorders of the female reproduction. So a female at that time was considered to be insane, had seizures, or hysteria. They took out our ovaries. Okay. Because I guess that's where all the female hormones come from. And there you go. It says, Sims received honors and medals for a successful operation in many countries. Since the 20th century, the necessity of many of these surgeries have been questioned, as they should be. He performed surgery for what was considered gynecological issues, such as um, well, again, controlling hysteria and proper behavior related to sexuality. Um, they were done at the request of women's husbands or fathers who were permitted under law to commit these women to surgical involuntarily. Okay, so here we go on that one. Again, forcing women to procedures that they were not really aware of, to understand the consequences of. Now, again, remember, taking a woman's ovaries, now she can't have kids. Um, and, you know, who, who, who else knows? And absolutely, it sends her into menopause. So now, you know, that's a whole other thing that I'm sure he maybe wanted to do. So, anyway. Um, yeah. So, this just reminds us, um, if you've not read the book of um, Henrietta Leakes, the immortal Henrietta Leakes, please read that book. Um, my husband got me that book some years back, and I read that. And I'm talking about I was just, I was astonished. Um, but I was also, at the same time, it, it was upsetting. 
because this woman wanted help. It's not a, not that she signed up to be, um, she didn't want to be a martyr. You know, she had kids. She wanted, she eventually wanted to go back home and to know that she was experimenting on, you know, and, you know, again, this, that type of treatment continued to fuel, um, the, the, this, um, the disbelief of African-Americans in the community as far as medicine, because they felt that if they went to a hospital, that they were going to be experimented on, or they weren't going to be treated. That also takes us back. We talk about, um, you know, we talk about the syphilis project, pro, yeah, project is what they called it, um, where they, men had syphilis and then they intentionally didn't treat them with penicillin and they knew that it would treat them, but they decided, you know what, we're going to test the long-term effects of these men having this when they really already knew what the long-term effects were going to be for a disease that was spread through your body. Um, we talk about in, in all these different, you know, um, places, states, um, where it is up to, I mean, it was like 15, 20 years ago, it was still in the books that they could legally, you know, give hysterectomies to women, um, sterilizing people that they deemed, um, of insufficient capacity or whatever you want to call it. So any type of, basically if, if someone in any type of position said that these people basically didn't deserve to have children or raise a family, you know, they, they did that, you know, um, and it's like, who, who gives you that right? What, what person deserves to be treated like that? But it happened right here in the United States. So if you guys, um, want to hear a little bit more about medical experiments that were done on African-American women, African-American men, um, and how we pretty much been treated like pin cushions, please hit me up at Talk with Glitzy, T-A-L-K-W-G-L-I-T-Z-S-E-Y at Gmail. Thank you guys for tuning in. Look forward to hearing from you.